Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lukather of Toto. Hi, y'all. This is Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Jimmy Warren. Well, hello, everybody. Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. We want to thank you so much for tuning in once again to another episode. Uh, today is uh, a great day here on Guitar Talk because we get to talk to uh, to somebody who developed, in my opinion, probably the best D-style overdrive pedal that there is. Now, there's a lot of D-pedals on the market. And in case, you know, if you're new and you don't know what that means, it just means that it's modeled after the uh, Dumble amplifiers which makes it a D-style, of course. And there's a variety of pedals on the market that are made to get close to that sound. And, of course, you know it's all subjective. You know, everybody's got a different ear and, you know, their hands, the way they play and stuff like that, you know, makes things different. But uh, the closest one that I found, and I'm somebody that probably owns every single D-style pedal there is, you know, there's there's some great ones out there, you know, you got the the Tanabe Dumkudo, you got the Zen Drive, you got the Symbol, you got the Dude, you got the Royal Overdrive, um, you got the Vertex, uh, Ultraphonics and Steel String, you've got the Free the Tone Steel String. Uh, there's a lot of great pedals out there, but today, you know, I, I think uh, the one that we're discussing today is by far the best. And so my guest is Robbie Hall. Now, you may not know who Robbie Hall is, but Robbie Hall is an engineer. I mean, this guy is a genius in a lot of ways, and uh, he developed the ethos um series of pedals they've got the ethos overdrive they got the clean ethos they got the clean fusion ethos they've got the ethos overdrive amp which is a amp pedal in a box that's 30 watts so and there's so many different variations uh they also got the uh, train wreck the twe1 which is modeled after the train wreck uh head too so, uh, and what they did was they, of course, really studied certain models and circuitries of some of the Dumbles, and, you know, they really got this thing right, in my opinion. So, um, so if you're into pedals, and especially if you're into that D style, you know, you're really going to enjoy this. Um, so, uh, you know, why don't you just sit back, you know, take out a notebook, <laughs> get a pen, get a cool beverage, and sit back and uh, listen to a a wizard talk about D-style pedals, okay? And then when you're done, make sure you go to his website at Custom Tones. Uh, that's the name of his company. It's Custom Tones, uh, and check out the Ethos pedals. And I'll post some some information on my Facebook and website, too, as well so that you can check out these pedals. So here we go. Here's Robbie Hall from Custom Tones discussing the Ethos pedals. Uh, my folks got me my first guitar when I was probably 10 years old and uh, loved it and ended up you know, progressing through, through all the early stages of learning chords and all that. And then um, <clears throat> my next-door neighbor actually was in a rock band, and of course, he was in high school, and I was 11 years old. So I used to listen in on the the band playing music, and just got really uh, inspired by that. So 
um, kind of kind of progressed into the electric electric playing for a while and played through uh, you know early you know the middle school and high school and all of that and then um, <clears throat> as I as I got uh, as I got into late late high school I started playing in bands and top forty bands and really enjoyed that um, and then kind of in the background um, the uh, the electronics part kind of fell into play. <clears throat> My father's a ham radio operator, mm-hmm. and so we had uh, he had electronics around the house and in the basement all the time, and and so I was always intrigued by that. <clears throat> so I ended up picking up a, a Craig Anderton book way back uh, when I was in high school and started tinkering around with um, you know circuits and whatnot, and that that kind of just got me going. And uh, so from there, um, between between playing. Um, playing in a band and uh, kind of tinkering with electronics, I ended up deciding to go to college and I got a uh, electrical uh, degree um, in, uh, at the University of Vermont and uh, kind of started melding both my electronics and my playing together uh, in the same vein. Um, so played all through college. Um, for my senior project, I actually <clears throat> ended up making, uh, I took a super reverb, and to get, um, we had to do a, an extensive project, so I, I ended up converting the Super Reverb into a three-channel amplifier. So it was a, uh, it was a, a, a original channel of the Super Reverb, and then I had a, uh, what was a Mesa Boogie channel, and then a Marshall channel. Mm. So I ended up, wow. ended up expanding that, and I used that that amp when I played out, uh, you know, throughout the uh, the '80s uh, through that time frame. So um, and still playing guitar since then, and uh, really enjoying it. So it's uh, been kind of a fun progression. Yeah. So so, um, so how did you get into how did you how did you fall into you know building your own pedals you know starting your own company? Did you work for another company prior to this, or did you just you know all of a sudden decide you know what I'm going to build my own pedals? Yeah, that's a good question. So so I. Um, so part of the part of the extension when I when I ended up um, completing that project uh, in college, um, I started you know as part of it I was starting to understand uh, tube technology and what it did and how it worked, and at the same time um, you know asked myself boy it'd be kind of fun to start developing my own stuff. So uh, at that time um, you know work, working for a, a major aerospace company. Um, in the in the area of electronics, doing black box design, and on the side started tinkering around with uh, pedals and you know trying different designs and concepts and uh, things to do um, different emulations, and and so I I did this for quite a few years, just just having fun and learning 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 a lot you know about the interactions and the kind of the physiology between playing and feeling your tone and you know enjoying that. And I ended up seeing a recording of uh, Larry Carlton uh, playing, uh, I think it was in San Francisco uh, back in the 80s, and he was playing through a, a Dumble Overdrive special. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away. Uh, the, the part that, would, that, that was really fascinating to me was how Larry just didn't play his guitar as an instrument, but he, you, know, he, you could tell his touch sensitivity, he could actually play the amp as well. And that just got me going to no end. And so, so that kind of turned me on to start working towards 
developing a product that could basically um, emulate a, a, a Dumble Overdrive, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of sent me down that pathway. Yeah, and, and that's such an iconic sound. And you know, there are so many versions, you know, of what would be considered a D style pedal on the market today. And I got to be honest with you, I think I have them all. And I don't think any of them really compare, you know, or come come as close as as your overdrive does. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. So so uh, uh, so when when was the first Ethos overdrive? When was it first built? Yeah. So that that development started. <clears throat> I'm I'm going to say it took me quite a while. Um, I probably spent. Oh shoot! Um, around uh, I'm going to say about 2005 in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, really digging into it, and and then essentially what happened was the um, the the Dumble tube amps, um, you know, got on the market. I'm uh, not on the market, but the internet, excuse me, from a you know a schematic standpoint. And so basically, I, I built up a couple clones uh, based on the schematics. And did a lot of evaluation of, of different versions. Um, you know, there's the, the original 70s version, there's the 80s version, there's the, the 90s version, you know, there's the, uh, uh, the Hot Rod Monkey uh, mod, and then, you know, all the different variants. Right. And so as time went on, you know, as people got more and more exposed to the different t- styles, I, you know, basically did some critiquing of each one. And I tell you that, you know, that, that going back to the Larry Carlton um, tone that, that inspired me, that really was the, the genesis for the Ethos Overdrive, was, was trying to go after that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that took a couple of years, and then we, we started uh, shipping in about 2007, was when we started first releasing our, that design and, and going forward with it. Did, so did you, uh, at that point in time, had you left your aerospace job, or were you... Doing both still, doing both. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, did there come a time we where you uh, left the aerospace, or do you still do both? I still do both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it makes makes for a very busy day. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So, uh, but, but uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just I'm just kind of curious then as to the size of of your, of your pedal company? I mean, do you have several people that, that build them for you on an ongoing basis or is this something that, you know, you still do yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So, so in the beginning I did it all myself Mm -hmm. and, and that was, that was pretty challenging, um, from a time perspective. And then, um, and then I ended up uh, reaching out, and I um, basically work um, with another company that, that specializes in, um, believe it or not, um, uh, uh, medical instrumentation. And so um, I rely on them to do the assembly aspects of things. They're, they're excellent. And they have a whole crew of people uh, that, that work on the product, and I basically subcontract out to them. And then I do all the initial testing and do the quality inspection, any any modifications or tweaking, and and then do the final uh, uh, inspection, testing, and sign off. Wow, that's really so. I've fun. given up. So it works out great, really. Well. So I can keep up with demand, and at the same time have a very high quality product. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. So, so uh, it isn't it isn't like you just have a bunch of these pedals sitting on a shelf. You build them to order. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're we're trying to you know that's part of the name. It's, it's custom tones, so we yeah. we try to we try to satisfy our customers and. And it's on occasion we'll have some some inventory, but the you know the demands there it just gets gobbled up right out of the bat. So, um, you know we we kind of work through it, and uh, and it works out it works out very well. Yeah. So, what would you say are some of the uh, key aspects of of the overdrive? Key features, benefits. Yeah. So, so one of the things one of the things that got me going as a player. And, you know, I thought about it a lot and, and, um, I said to myself, well, I really would like a, a degree of versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like from it, the basic, the ethos overdrive perspective, you know, I, I get frustrated a little bit with having to have a two channels where one channel really relies on the other channel from a tonality standpoint. So that, so the initial ethos overdrive was kind of a, a Cadillac where we basically have full independence for all the tone stack controls and, you know, the, the potentiometers and the, and the different interaction of the circuits. So, so that was one of the driving forces. The other thing that, that really um, got me frustrated with other commercial pedals is, you know, when you, when you play a pedal um, and sometimes you set up your amp, you know, straight and you get a nice tone with your amp, then you plug the pedal in and it just, it doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. It, it's just really, really frustrating to get a good tone. So what happens is people end up tuning their amps so that the so that the pedal sounds good. Yeah. And it, and so the, the the philosophy I've been trying to always go by is I want to have the capability and the power in the pedal to tune it to the amplifier to make it sound good. Mm-hmm. And, and so that that's that's part of the crux of of, of the of the overdrive where it basically has the, the GAC switch along with um, the high cut control, which, which really addresses the more sensitive part of, of your response, the high end timber. Um, the, the GAC switch is intended to basically compensate for a, a typical tone stack control, um, you know, filling in the notch and, and providing a mid-range a contour that kind of flattens things out. Um, one of the things I did in the beginning was I designed the Ethos Overdrive to go into a flat band amplifier. Um, so, it, and basically, I did that so that I could AB it to my to my tube version, and 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 then come up with a, a straight comparison. Then I took it and I plugged it into a you know a Fender and said, well, it doesn't sound the same anymore. So, so the idea was that the the GAC switch in combination with the with the high cut control takes the fender contour and flattens it, so now the ethos overdrive sounds like what it should sound like going through a, a flat band power amp. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's one of the key features that, that um, you know, I integrated as part of that design, which made it, um, it uh, very, very useful. The other features were um, I, I developed a um, speak sim circuit, which emulates, uh, you know, the, the frequency response you know, of a, of a speaker. In this case, I, I AB'd um, uh, an eminence red, white, and blue and a G1265 and kind of did an amalgamation of those two frequency responses and put that into this, this speaker simulation uh, circuit so so that you could have that as an option going directly into a board or going into a PA. 
Um, and you're able to go, so there's two outputs on the unit, so you can go, you can go flat band out of the normal output or go through the speak sim simultaneously into a board or in, into a, into a board, into a PA. So there's, so there's that aspect of it. And then, and then finally, probably the, the last two things that, that really, um, come to mind are spent a lot of time on the, on the overdrive circuit from a touch sensitivity standpoint. Um, you know, getting things lined up with how, the, at least the, the Dumbo clone that I developed sounded and felt to me. Um, to, to have the, the touch response with the, with the harmonics, um, you know, adding in as, you know, with the dynamic uh, attack. The, the clean channel, on the other hand, is, is, is totally clean. Yeah. And so that side of it was, was intended to basically fall more in line with a steel string singer, which is, you know, a very clean, clean amp with a lot of headroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that channel takes pedals extremely well, and that's, that was the intent of that. Whereas the counter to that is the overdrive channel, which does all of its thing in terms of, um, you know, giving you that thick, creamy overdrive that you you get out of a dumbbell. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, aside from the schematics that you had, did you ever did you ever spend any physical time with a dumbbell in order to? Uh, I did. Yeah, that's a good question. So I did once actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I ended up um, uh, going up to the fish studio. Uh, uh, Trey Anastasio uh, invited me up to uh, up to the barn, and that's, that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. And he had a he had a he had an '80s version uh, overdrive special, and brought up my circuits and did AB comparisons against them uh, for probably four or five hours. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so that that honestly that was my my most direct experience with one. Yeah. So after the the overdrive, and I and as I said before, I think that it, you know from my experience, I think that it's probably the the closest thing you know to the actual dumble. But from there, you you uh, was the clean fusion the next pedal, or was it just the clean? Yeah, it was just the clean, um, and uh, I got a lot of a lot of inquiries because a lot of folks were enjoying the the, the, the clean channel for. Um, applications of either going direct or using it as a, uh, you know, looking at it from a, um, uh, a base tone that they could do a lot with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so the, uh, the idea was to take that clean channel, put it in a smaller package and provide it kind of as a, a you know, a, 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 you know, a virtual amp, uh, interface. Um, so started off with the, the base clean, uh, version and then um, later on, added a you know um, a, an overdrive channel to it, a very simple one with just a gain in volume, and that kind of merged into the clean fusion uh, mm-hmm. variant. And then um, from there, um, we did an upgrade and went to the clean two, right. which ended up providing uh, more tonality control, um, more selection in terms of, of overdrive control as well. Right. I like the the fact that you have all the the variations in mods that you can do to the pedals too, you know, as I don't know if you want to call it an upgrade or whatever. And there's some really nice, uh, you know, mods that can be added to the, to the pedal themselves. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the, the philosophy behind that was, you know, I, I, you know, I, I thought when folks want to, when folks want to buy a pedal, they they have the choice. They can either 
go with the baseline pedal, or they can customize it to whatever you know their needs and desires are. So, you know, we've been doing the, the mod um, activities for oh my gosh, you know, I'd say probably up to ten years now. Um, you know, so we have the we have the HRM mod, um, we have the uh, TLE Classic Switch mod, mm-hmm. um, we have the Effects Loop mod. Uh, and then, and then we also um, offer um, the, the Ethos Overdrive amp. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's you know it's it's the Ethos Overdrive with a with an integrated uh, 30 watt power amp uh, in the same package. Yeah, I, I've seen them. You know, I, I've seen them uh, demoed, and I've seen them on your site. In that, uh, I would think that that would be a really good a really good platform for for recording. You probably run your guitar directly through it into the system and yeah right yeah 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 and, and as yep directly through the system as well as you know you can you know drive a, a standard 12 inch uh speaker yeah. as well which is really nice it's it and it's a nice it's it's great for studio application um it's it's volume output is roughly in the ballpark of a of a uh, fender deluxe so you can you, know, you can play small venues or uh with a small kit and uh you know, it, it works. It works quite nicely in a very small package. Yeah, and you can get those those mods on on the amp as well. Correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You sure can. Yeah. So so then the other one that I have is the Trainwreck Express. Yeah. So what made you model the Trainwreck? Because you know when I talk to a lot of players, and you know most of them know about the Trainwreck, but you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that don't know anything about it. You know, so uh, what what made you gravitate towards the train wreck? Because I actually love that pedal personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- that was uh, that was another. Uh, I have to say another inspirational um, video clip that I saw on YouTube. Um, a, a great player by the name of Glenn Glykendall, um demoed uh, a train wreck in a in a studio environment, um, and so. I listened to it and I was just taken back by the, the responsiveness of the amplifier. So, um, the fact that, you know, he could, uh, switch between pickups, pickup selections, have, having one, one, uh, this is on Les Paul where he had one pickup pulled back and the other one full out. And he would go from a, a, crisp, a, a pristine clean sound to a saturated Marshall overdrive. And the whole thing was pretty much at the same volume level. It was, it was, it was quite, quite amazing. So that, um, so that got me going, thinking about the, uh, um, going after that. Cause I was just really impressed with it and, and worked probably four years on getting that circuit to where it is today. Um, on the, on the TWE pedal. It, um, you know, that the idea is that the, you're able to, um, do a lot of control with the volume control, of your guitar, Going from a clean to a saturated sound, and/or using your, you know, if you have a dual pickup uh, configuration, you know, flipping back and forth and kind of almost having a two-channel amp, you know, mm-hmm. at the fingertips of your guitar. Yeah. Now I, I hate to ask the same question, but did you get to spend time with the train wreck? I know there's only about ninety of them, if I'm correct. No, not not that one. Um, I, I, again, I built up a clone. <laughs> just like just like the uh the dumble uh scenario but i have not had uh, direct experience with a train wreck yeah 
Now, when it comes to, in, you know, the overdrive or the clean or clean fusion and, you know, your other pedals and that, have you ever thought, I know you have the, the amp in a box, but have you ever thought about building a physical amp? Is that something that's ever been on your mind? Yeah, you know, I've, I've contemplated that many, many times. Um, and I think there will be a time uh, in the future that I'll, I'll, I will pursue that. Um, right now, um, the, the, the pedal and the pedal amp um, configuration it works for me. Um, getting into cabinetry and things of that nature will, will uh, require a, a new element. Um, for the business, and, and I think at some point we will look at that, um, just, just not right now. Yeah. So do you have plans for any expansion, any other pedals, you know, coming out in the near future? Yeah, so I am, so right now I'm um, I'm working on a couple things, probably too many things at once, but anyways, I'm, 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 uh, I'm working on um, a new, a new um, uh, tube emulation, uh, design, um, and so once that's complete, the, the 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 plan is to integrate that into a new spin of all the pedals. Um, mm. And right now, um, so it would go into a new clean fusion version, as well as um, I've I've got formats for what I'm calling the Ethos Overdrive Deluxe, which basically is uh, is a a full out Ethos with. Um, Features directly accessible, uh, potentially programmable. Um, that's that's TBD right now, but um, we're we're working hard on that and uh, really looking forward to getting that out. Um, trying to, you uh, want to make sure the, um, you know, it, it takes time to get things right, and and so that's that's uh, you know that's the point. I, I don't I don't feel comfortable pre- releasing something out there that's just not not good and, and not not uh, high quality and, and doing the right thing so um, but it, it's uh, hopefully later on this year we'll get something out yeah now have you uh, uh, put any thought into uh, plugins for for like UA or anything like that yeah that's a good question um, not yet uh, that's that's one of the things that um, you know I've been looking at but um, not 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 in the immediate future as of yet. Yeah. Well, uh, like, like I said, I I absolutely love your pedals, and uh, oh. and I definitely recommend them to anybody, especially if you're searching for that type of uh, sound because that can be a costly sound to to dial in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I actually have a, a friend uh, that's a music teacher that has a Dumble, and uh, he's had it now for, you know, probably 20, 25 years. And so uh, I, can't, I can't remember how much it cost him to begin with, but it was quite a bit, you know, but it sounds amazing. And um, I, I, you know, I've been around it a few times, and like I said, your pedal's pretty darn close to it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Again, thank you very much. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I, I know, I know, and people are going to look. But what kind of price point are you talking about for, like, your overdrive or your clean fusion in that? Yeah, so um, I don't have the, the price list in front of me, but um, the the the, over, the basic uh, Ethos overdrive um, runs for just a touch under four hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, 
the ethos clean to um, is uh, I'm I'm, oh, I'm sorry I got to look at my price sheet. It's around two seventy nine. Um, the ethos TWE is two twenty five, and then there's there's mods that you know come with you know yeah. a whole array of of those versions, and of course you know depending what you get, um, you know the mods add on to that pricing. Right now, is there any? Uh... Do you have any um, idea about possibly having those at retail locations? Um, n- n- well, the only pseudo retail location we do we do sell on Reverb, okay, and we do we do sell on eBay. Yeah, um, but in terms of uh, a brick and mortar store, probably not per se. Um, there might be an exception here or there. But for the most part, it's it's either direct or it's via one of the internet sites. Right. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's probably way too costly to have to, you know, build so many in advance. Yeah. And have them sit on yeah, we're, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're a small company. You know, we try to keep things, um, you know, close to our heart and and you know keep the keep the quality and up and all that and and. We're not a we're not a high mass quantity outfit that pumps out a hundred thousand pedals a year or anything like that. So, it's you know it's one of those things where um, you know the, the margins aren't gigantic to be able to you know take that kind of a cut going to a one of the other stores. Right. Well, you know, uh, Robbie, I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you. Like, once again, I can't. I can't say enough about your pedals. I absolutely love them. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, th- thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> Feel like a, a a groupie here for a second, you know, because I don't get too giddy about too many things, but gear, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you know, and I was one of those guys. I went out and I got about every kind of D pedal you could imagine. You know, uh-huh. anything and everything that you could find and boy i tried them all and i don't know I, I mean there's a couple other ones that i like but it just doesn't it's just not the same it just doesn't it just isn't the same you know so oh i so appreciate great that great job well thank you so much all right so there you have it robbie hall uh from custom tones llc uh with the ethos uh, pedals, his series of pedals, uh, also includes the train wreck, the TWE-1. Great pedals. Make sure that you're checking them out, going online, going to his website. Go to YouTube, check out some uh, some of the videos. There's a ton of videos on their website as well in that. They're great pedals. I, I speak from uh, experience. I own the Ethos Overdrive. I also have the Clean Fusion pedal. And the uh, train wreck pedal. Uh, I like all three of them. They're great, great pedals. So um, you can't go wrong uh, by getting them. Okay, so that was Robbie Hall joining me here on Guitar Talk. Next week, uh, my guest is Jamie uh, Glazer. Now, you might know Jamie because uh, he's played with a lot of great people. He's played with Brian Adams, uh, John Anderson of Yes, John Luke Ponte. He's he's a skilled player, <laughs> to say the least. But one thing that a lot of people don't know about Jamie is the fact that he has done so much work for television. You've heard his music on, you know, uh, the NFL. 
You've heard it on Seinfeld, uh, Married with Children, Saving the Bell, just a ton of movies, commercials, uh, network shows. You might be surprised where you've heard his music at. And uh, since he stopped touring, uh, you know, a number of years back after the John Luke Ponte uh, gigs, um, he he moved into television and he has done quite well for himself. He is a, a very interesting person and he is an amazing, I mean, really, really good player. He's somebody that you want to pay attention to. So next week, my guest is Jamie Glazer. Uh, who played with Brian Adams and John Luke Ponte and John Anderson of Yes and a bunch of others, of course. <laughs> okay. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, uh, also on our website uh, at jimmywarrenofficial.com forward slash guitar talk podcast. Uh, also, you know what? If, if you don't mind, help us out. You know, uh, there's a link on our website. And at some of the other locations where you can support Guitar Talk with a monthly uh, donation or a one-time donation, just, uh, you know, help us keep this thing going. You know, we got a lot of really, really big players coming up. You know, we got Kurt Fletcher, Orianti, George Lynch. I mean, there's a lot of really big people coming on the show. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to keep doing this. So if you don't mind helping us, support us a little bit, that would be amazing. You know, we'd really appreciate it. Okay, guys, so until then, I will see you next Wednesday. Once again, this is Jimmy Warren with Guitar Talk.